ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, uh, here with you until noon today. A lot to, lot to cover. You know, the, uh, it's all-star snub season. You yes, to, it is. You have to get, you are contractually, if you work in sports radio, you must talk about snubs. It's just it's a rule, no matter if you want to or not. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. The the teams are out. Also, the All Star format has been uh, moved around. We didn't really get a chance to talk yeah, about well, it. Yeah, well, the, the news of this, Brian, broke while we were on air. Right. So we had to process this in real time. It was towards the end of the time. Right. And you that needed we were charts on. and diagrams right. and like abacus. I, and, and I remember you know. my, my immediate reaction was I have concerns, uh-huh. but I don't want to be knee-jerk negative about this. So I want to give it time, digest, really think it over. And now I have further thoughts. All right, so we'll make sure we get uh, to that. Uh, the Super Bowl is Sunday. I have to figure out not just uh, who I think is going to win, although I have a pretty good idea of that. I have to figure out what I'm going to eat because I just got off this uh, Whole30 thing I've been doing oh. for my life. I've been eating really clean get to treat for yourself 30 now. days, but now i got to decide if it's too much of a shock to the system to just to dive Deep, like Shock full it. deep into Super Shock Bowl it. food. I've Shock had it. people that have tried this diet in the family, and they say ease your way. Yeah, back and I, I've done it before. Okay, but I've never done it with Super Bowl on Sunday. It's like yeah. you know, we you got to think these things through. Nachos and ribs might not be the best. Uh, no, ribs are okay because oh. I've had ribs have been allowed the oh. entire time. Okay, nachos, right. however, ah. are problematic. Well, you might be able to get some uh, inside key is joining us, correct? Yeah, he'll be joining us a little bit later. In right, the show. and beyond his knowledge of football, Key's a hell of a cook, and you know Key's going to be prepping some type yeah, of spread, I, and he's he's got advice on this sort of stuff. I'm sure he does. Really, but if I want to eat, really want to eat well, I'll talk to Travis about Super Bowl Sunday. Like Travis understands the the, the call the, that a shot. No, it's not. Like this is the, Travis. The no, Oracle. if it was a it shot, he would have said Demarco. Right. <laughs> that, that's where he would have gone for the shot. Right. If I want snacks on a Tuesday, I'll I'll call Demarco. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday is like that's for specialists. That's Travis's area. Um, so we'll get into all that uh, as the show goes on. Uh, but obviously tonight, the you know the the dominant news of the day really is like the Lakers are taking the floor again tonight. Um, and uh, they were out yesterday in El Segundo. They they were out. Uh, they played a little football. They ran around that. That there's a soccer field for people who don't know, right across from the uh, practice facility in El Segundo. So the Lakers have done this before, where they Andy, where they go out and you know they they get a little outdoor training. They run around, take advantage of the good weather that you have in Southern California. And so they're doing that yesterday. Um, you learned a few things. First of all, uh, Anthony Davis is a very poor route runner. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is no Cooper Cup. Oh, I mean. Are you saying that Anthony Davis doesn't bring the intangibles? He does. I'm not sure. Are you saying know. that he's not uh, first one in, last he's not, one out? He's not an excellent route runner uh, mm. with great hands. Anthony Davis um, doesn't bring the little things? No, he doesn't. Um, but he just you watched him running these patterns. They're like, that's not right. Well, um, he, you know what he does? He gets by on God-given athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> that's ultimately what makes Anthony Davis it. a great receiver. Um, and so, he but just like, overwhelms you with his size and speed and athleticism. Right. But, you know, I'll tell you right now, and I didn't even see the footage of it. I'm just willing to bet. Alex Caruso, every bit of his, t- of Excellent his success. Route runner. Oh, yeah. Excellent route oh, runner. Oh, no, the precision. He's just always in the right spot. The way he came out of his breaks was just spectacular. Absolutely. Um, so no one's going to outwork him. You learn that Frank Vogel's got a pretty good arm, hmm. uh, if you watch this footage. And LeBron James, like, watching 
I understand a little bit like why Michael Thompson geeks out on like the athletic form. Just like watching LeBron run around, like he could play in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Like he just. Well, I mean, LeBron. It's, it's LeBron terrifying. Had, like what kind of athlete he is. I, I don't mean this like oh he could have been whatever type of athlete he wanted to be just because most of these guys could have. LeBron really could have been an NFL player, absolutely, because he was an outstanding football player when he played. I can't imagine, like especially like now in the age of you know the Travis Kelsey tight ends and George Kittle, where you see on like what it would be like to have that on a football. I can field. tell you what it'd be. It's Gronk. LeBron would have been Gronk because LeBron, I believe, was a tight end. He was either a tight end or a wide receiver. So LeBron is Gronk. He would have been made into a tight end. Right, but look look at what Gronk was at Gronk's peak when he was just impossible to bring down with those amazing hands and exceptional athletics. Not an idiot. And possibly more durable. Like I know you can't translate exactly LeBron James's durability as a basketball player. Boy, it's hard to, his, to say. That's an but, interesting question. But like there are guys that you know, Tony Gonzalez was remarkably durable throughout his career. There are dudes who managed to stay pretty healthy throughout. So like, you know, the commitment to his body and all these other that wouldn't have been any different with LeBron as a football player. And oh my God. It's just like watching the guy run and like and he's thirty five. Like imagine what it was like eight years ago. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's really impressed. Like I remember last year when LeBron uh, missed those eighteen games because of the groin strain, and there was a period where he wasn't doing any basketball activity whatsoever. And then there's the period where he's slowly getting clear to do you know more and more stuff. They start ramping it up till eventually gets back on the court. Mm-hmm. But there was a practice that was open to us, and LeBron is out there working out. And as LeBron often does these practices, he's shirtless. And you see... As I would be. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I would not own a shirt. I would have no shirts but uh, if I looked like that. But you see LeBron, though, doing this workout during this period where like, he hasn't been able to do his normal physical activity. And he's basically a chiseled statue and this is his version of dad bod. He's like, he's all, he's like, like, the, the, he this feels, is LeBron out of shape. He feels gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is how LeBron looks when he's let himself go. Ugh. It was, it was a ridiculous. LeBron actually and Anthony Davis just got, uh, tattoos. It's speculated that it's honoring, uh, their Black Mama themed ink. I'm reading from a piece right now. And this is on LeBron's left thigh that he got his, Anthony Davis on his right thigh. If Michael Thompson had been the tattoo artist giving LeBron that thigh tattoo, he wouldn't be able to get the work done. No. He'd just be sitting there staring, staring. at Michael and uh, LeBron's like just rubbing thighs. his leg. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Le- it would really be like it, it, not, in a non-sexual way, but like just it would still be really well, you, awkward when you for get, both LeBron. Yeah, like oh, for well, LeBron. Well, when for you sure. get a tattoo done afterwards, Michael, please stop touching my abs. Well, afterwards though, they they put that salve you know, all over the tattoo. Like, Michael would just be rubbing and just rubbing, rubbing. and rubbing Sabs and admiring. Michael. <laughs> it was three days ago, Michael. <laughs> go Enough's home. Enough. <laughs> Traffic is cleared up on the 405, Michael. You can go home now. Uh, but it, it is undoubtedly, you know, the Lakers get back on the floor. So the players still haven't spoken. Um, I don't know who will speak. The Lakers are having shoot-around today. I don't know if it'll just be Frank Vogel again. Uh, speaking and then the players will speak tonight uh, after the game if they choose or or what. I don't think there's a whole lot of pressure on any of these guys to get out and do Nor it. Or should there be. Exactly. And so 
you know, you kind of look at what tonight is going to be, and I am so glad that, you know, there was the wisdom to put this game off until tonight. You know, not just for the, like, you know, it takes time to put together a proper honorary for, for, for Kobe, and you want to make sure you're doing it right. And the Lakers will have a lot of things going on tonight, and we'll, you know, I don't know what they are, but they'll be, they'll be, done well because they're always done well. I was going to say the organization is really good at this sort of thing. But like people need time to do that. Like it's not just the players who are getting back on the floor tonight uh and playing for the first time since the death of Kobe over the weekend. It's the organization for the first time uh is is out in public and doing their jobs. Organizations stage games. It's not just players. And so I I'm I I am so happy they gave him the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually I wrote a piece for The Athletic about just the responsibility and the, and the burden and the honor that LeBron now carries as the franchise face for the Lakers, you know, this season and really moving forward for a while. And I, I noted how in that period leading up to the eventual decision to postpone the game, I saw a lot of social media sentiment about how the game should go on as planned because that's what Kobe would have wanted and you know that's what Kobe would have done. And and I noted in the piece like putting aside the fact that we don't truly know how Kobe right. would have Kobe reacted. Would have been, Kobe would have been okay with people taking the time sure. they need to grieve. No, 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 but I don't even mean like Kobe would have been okay with people taking the time to grieve. I'm saying we don't truly know how Kobe would have handled something this deeply personal. Mm-hmm. Like having to go through this as a player, something comparable and this deeply personal for him this soon after beyond the fact that we don't know that none of the people involved whether you're talking about the players the front office coaches the rank and file members of the organization none of them are kobe and asking them to be kobe isn't fair yep i completely 100 percent agree um all right so next we'll do uh Let's get into this all star thing because you know we've we've gone through it with that sort of John Nash, beautiful mind thing. We've looked yeah. at the snubs and we got all that. A lot of all star news to talk about. First though, when it comes to hiring, Andy, you don't have to waste you don't have time to waste. You need to get your short list of qualified candidates fast, and that's why you need indeed.com. You can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions based on your job requirements, and then you zero zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Your time is precious. Let Indeed help you get to your short list of qualified candidates. Candidates and discover why more than 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. You post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, 710 ESPN. Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Indeed. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcast. And you really should do that. It's it's really good, good programming. Um I went, we wanted to do this yesterday, Andy, and, and we'll get to the, the all-star snubs here in, in just a moment. Um, one of the most underrated things about Kobe was like the guy's sense of humor. Yes. He was a really funny dude. And I was looking last night and the night before, kind of through this week, uh, at some of the, like the best Kobe commercials. Um, like stuff like this. This is the uh, Kobe system stuff with, with him and Kanye. How much more do you want from me? More. How much more successful do you want me to be? More successful. How many records can my records break? More records. But but I'm the best. But are you a different animal and the same beast? What the f*** does that mean, Kobe Bryant? (laughs) You're welcome. 
That's that is perfect because it's at the same. He's both yes, the Kobe system thing is real, and like you know the the Mamba you know the Mamba mentality and all that stuff is real. But he also understands that it's mythology and it's tweakable. It's and it's look, like, it, it's a real thing, and it's beneficial. Yeah. And I think it really is an ethos that Kobe adopted in his life that helped him. It's also a little ridiculous, and I think he is aware that to some degree. You can, if nothing else, present it well, as a little bit ridiculous. I mean, and poke, you have to have a sense of humor well, Kobe, about yourself. Kobe used to say that the way that he would approach basketball, with like that type of maniacal focus and determination, single minded single mindedness, is not healthy. No, like he was like you know, for all the talk about the way you know, like Laker fans would always want everybody that ever played with Kobe to be just like him, and you know, Kobe would push teammates, you know, to try to work to the highest level they possibly could. Kobe would be the first to admit, like, this ain't for everybody, and I'm not even sure I'd recommend it for everyone. No, I mean, in one of these, one of these, you know, the, the commercials, he does it. You know, one of the, the Kobe system commercials, like when guys are holding a pose for eight hours, and I think it's actually Kanye who just collapses. You know, winning's not for everyone. <laughs> I mean, like, I love this one. This is from Jalen when Jalen had his uh, show that he was doing on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, one of the promos for, for, for that show. Hey, Cole, how you doing? How retirement treating you? It's great, man. It's great. Just, uh, you know, a little writing, a little investing. Nice. A drink, Mr. Brent? Yeah, I'll have a, uh, a vodka martini. How many olives would you like? 81. <laughs> really? <laughs> nah, man, I'm just playing. Just two. Joke for him. He gets in it. <laughs> like he's he's I mean his sense of his timing is yeah. perfect. Like he's really good at this stuff. He was. I mean, Kobe was a really funny guy with a good sense of humor and also just witty. Like off the top of his head, mm-hmm. Kobe could be really, really funny. Alright, so we got a couple more of those that we'll play throughout. Ramona is gonna join us at ten thirty, you said Raj? Correct. I said that in perfect English. That was very good. I appreciate it the way you articulated that so clearly. Um and then uh, at eleven o'clock. Key is going to call in and talk in about the 11 the o'clock hour. Yeah, in the we'll 11 o'clock hour. Ah. Yeah, it's so fluid. Yeah, at his thinking, convenience. Maybe the bottom of the hour for uh, that radio talk. Yeah, I like Industry that. Industry talk. Somewhere in the hour. Wh- wh- whatever time Key calls, all I'm confident about is he'll be happy to do it. Uh, yeah, so it's time for Straight Talk, <laughs> brought to you by Straight Talk. <laughs> he won't in any way consider it a burden. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be happy. Um, so a little Straight Talk, Andy, about the All-Star snubs. You have to. T- you must talk about All-Star snubs yes. when, when these things happen. Um. Bradley Beal, I think, is like the biggest one. It's like Bradley Beal, uh, Devin Booker, uh, all these things. I I will say, I I, I they they're all all stars. Like they, those guys have all star credentials that could be on the team. I do think if you're going to say Bradley Beal should be on, you have to figure out who comes off. And I'm not really sure there's a candidate that doesn't deserve Kyle to Lowry. be on the all star. Eh. No, Kyle Lowry's been really good. Kyle Lowry's been really good. Grand Fleet is better than him. He's on his own team. No, he's not. I mean, he's, yes, he's on his own team, but no, I don't think he's better. Like Kyle Lowry is more important. Like this is a team. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Um, you know, okay, you can make an argument for Lowry. You can make an argument. I think you could argue. You know, uh, Jalen Brown should be on there instead of Jason Tatum. Um, you're better, much better defender than Tatum is. But um, you know, but overall, it's not like Lowry is a ridiculous choice. There's nobody you look at and go, "This is terrible." I agree. Why are All Star rosters twelve? Why are they so small? Real life rosters are fifteen. 
Yeah, but those are also for injuries, too. They expanded them to 15 because if you have an injury on your roster and they don't, okay. you no longer have the uh, injured list, right? Injured reserve list. So they expanded But But the point right? being, though, an NBA roster 15 is 15 people. people. It's an exhibition game. Major League, that great. Even more reason to have more people on. Major League Baseball All Star Game rosters, at last I checked, 68 people on each team. <laughs> As far as I can, do they tell. still have it with the, with baseball? Do they still have that ridiculous rule yes, yes. that at least one player from each team has I don't know. When to I was, be represented? When I was a kid in the Cardinals, in the years the Cardinals weren't good, I appreciated that. Uh, Get Greg Jeffries to that All Star game, you know. But I just, I just don't understand why they can't make the rosters bigger. Like, do it like the Oscars do, where like. You nominate us so you can have up to 15 people or up to 12. And yeah. if they say 14 are worthy, then like you can play that game 15 on 14. But it's then, fine. But then you're making it like the NFL Hall of Fame where everyone gets in. You know what I mean? Let's 15 make it special. Get, I mean, not everyone gets in. No. And we work we work daily we with someone who can't get in. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh it's a joke. Oh, Relax. But Alex my point Caruso is so didn't get my in. My point is Key's really good. Key I was really good and Key all- didn't get in. The All Star Game should be a select group of people. You don't need a bunch of people to be an All Star. Why is twelve? Because if you do fifteen, is a what? bunch. Sixteen and seventeen are going to be snubs, and then they're going to be fine. It never but ends. I, uh, yes, and but you have a, a an ability at least to get like the Brad Beals and I, I Devin see, Booker's in there. And if you have 15, again fifteen on thirteen, it's fine for this. Game. I want to see. Uh, I want to see the guys on the bubble. Like a one-on-one play-in between them to end up on the all-star team, but not team. basketball. Yeah, Playing like Jenga, something, <laughs> Nerf guns, or cards. Jousting. jousting. Ooh, who can jousting ride a horse? would be good. Uh, that was straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. <laughs> Everything for less, only at Walmart. Ramona Shelber next. Uh, Kamenetsky Brothers, 710 ESPN. Lakers get back on the floor tonight uh, against Portland at the Staples Center. Uh, joining us right now, Ramona Shelburne giving the Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Everything for less, only at Walmart. Ramona, thanks for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Um, what are you expecting tonight? You know, I feel like this is going to be um, a night like anything else we have ever experienced at Staples Center or maybe even any um, public event because, uh, you know, I remember Kobe's last game felt a little like we had been marching to this moment. There was an incredible nostalgia and um, celebratory note. Um, And I think there will be some of that celebration of life um, during the game. But before the game, there is – there's going to be a lot of mourning. Um, there's going to be a lot of people trying to help us heal. Uh, there's going to be performances. I, I think a few people are going to talk. Um, it's, it's a really hard note to strike. It's a really hard um, balance to find where you, it, you, know, you want to be mournful, you want to be poignant um, to let people grieve, uh, but you also at some point then have to play a basketball game um, at some point, you have to celebrate their lives, and not just the life of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, but the lives of the other seven um, folks who were killed in that helicopter crash. And I, I know that there's a, a big point of emphasis on um, celebrating their lives as well. Um, I, 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 I think um, there has been contact, at least, with, with the other families. Um, so I, I just, look, this is, um, this is uh, the kind of thing that, Anybody you call and say, I need help with this or I have an idea for this, anyone in Hollywood, anyone in the world, really, who, you know, the Lakers or Kobe's family or any of the families involved wants to be there, they're going to be there. And I, 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 I get goosebumps even just thinking about it, but I also um, 
you know, was at the Laker facility yesterday and I saw the, you know, the, the wall of remembrance, with the photos and the fans showing up. And it just, you know, I remember a couple of people came up to me and um, just gave me a hug and, you know, they were still in their own morning. I just like I start to cry all over again. So I think it's going to be all of that tonight. How important do you think it is, Ramona, just in terms of the overall process of moving forward, just yeah. to have this game and just to like to have one thing that yeah. you check off the list? Yeah, look, when people die, um, there's like stages of grief, right? We always we talk about that as if there's some sort of manual, there's books that are written on it, there's grief counselors who help you who help talk you through it. But the truth is there's stages, but they don't go in the right the same order. They you know, you feel you're up and down, you're in and out. Um, I think this game though has given the Lakers organization and everybody involved something to do this week, right? Something to do that feels productive, that gets them in a work headspace um, where they can, um, you know, while they're dealing with their grief, they can do something productive to honor Kobe and everyone who lost their lives on Sunday. Um, and that, you know, I, look, I'm Jewish, guys. I, I know you are too, right? Um, you know, we, we uh, Jews believe Fact we get, we get people buried, right? Yeah. We, we, you know, we get, uh, we get people in the ground real fast. You know, it's, it's 72 hours, and yes. it feels it feels rushed. I always, you know, when somebody dies, it always feels rushed. Like there's almost not even time for the out of town relatives to book a flight or change their plans, you know? Um, but there's a reason for it. And I, you know, I think historically there, there, um, the, the, the thought was is you get them in the ground because you don't know what to do with yourself after somebody dies. Right. You don't, it, the grief sometimes is so overwhelming. You just need something to do. And so our religion at least teaches us, you know, to put, to, to do it quick. Because then you have something to do. Um, and then you sit shiva and you talk. And I think a lot of cultures around the world, I've been learning about it all week because I've been at Staples Center. And, and, you know, there's last night there was a, I don't know what it was, but it was like amazing. There was like this dance performance with people who dressed up in all this in costumes. And it went on for like 30 minutes. I'm like, what culture is that? It's pretty amazing. Like a couple nights ago, we saw, a, you know, Banda Imperial play for him. Like every, every culture has a different, um, has a different way of dealing with this, but um, I, I think there's some similarities in how uh, there's some similarities across all cultures in that people need to be together. They need to find a way to grieve, but also to celebrate. And we're going to see all of that tonight. Uh, talking to Ramona Shelburne, what do you think, like, you know, the trade deadline is next week and there's the buyout market oh. is coming up and yeah. all of these other things. Like, yeah. How, how, is it is it possible even to know at this point how the con like how Kobe's death changes the context of what the Lakers do going forward in the rest of the season? You know, and t- their team chemistry issues and all these other things to think about, and Rob Palinka's grief yeah. and all these other things. Like, is it, can we know what effect this could have? Yeah, I it, it was crazy to me seeing Rob Palinka. At practice the other day, uh, yesterday and the day before, he was there with the team and they were all talking. And um, and I was like, oh, my God, this man has to help Kobe's family with this right now. So he's, you know, he's deeply involved in everything going on with the Bryant family. He's, you know, he was Gianna's godfather. Like, his kids are friends with Kobe's kids. I know he's had a longstanding relationship with Kobe and Vanessa, not just as an agent, but as you saw in his statement, he called him his best friend. I've heard Kobe refer to Rob as, like, his brother. I mean, Rob is family with mm-hmm. Kobe and his family. And um, so he has to deal with this, right? He has to, like, be grieving for a family member and helping to bury a family member um, while also 
being the general manager of the Lakers as they head into the trade deadline. What? Like, I mean, it's just like, I, I, I don't know how you compartmentalize that and do all that. Um, I think he's trying. I think he, you know, everybody said Rob's doing okay. He's holding up. I, I haven't pushed him too much myself. I just sent a text or so and he wrote back, you know, a, a line or two, but um, now is not the time for us reporters to be pushing him on, on trade deadline questions. Right. But, you know, the the world that he runs, the, the Lake organization as the head of basketball operations, like, has a pretty big week coming up. And, and I, you know, he's going to have to compartmentalize it some way. Um, you know, I, I can tell you this, the, uh, the big public memorial for Kobe is not going to be next week. I don't even know that it'll be the week after that. So there is some time and distance where he can focus on basketball and the business of it um, um, right now while others uh, worry about the public memorial. And that's really interesting, Ramona, talking with Ramona Shelburne, covers all things NBA for ESPN. And just like the idea of, you know, Rob trying to deal with the trade deadline, but I think also execs around the league. It's going to be awkward for them to approach Rob Palenka. Like to try to negotiate with Rob Palenka right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't even feel like calling him as a reporter. Like, we're all trying to be a human being and, and, you know, just send a message of support, right? Like you just, like at some point you kind of put business aside and like, you know, I don't know, like, can you just imagine like, Hey, I got to, you know, Hey, who on your team are you thinking about? You know, like those conversations next week. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very, hey, Rob, sorry for your loss. Can we talk about your shooting guard situation? Like what, yeah, like it... how do you, how do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And that also, the okay. I know the last thing I wanted to ask you, Ramona, uh, with yeah. regards to the piece that uh, you have up today about basically just the five days leading up to this point, yeah. sort of along these lines, like as as somebody gathering information and, and learning about the different perspectives leading up to this, how do you draw that line between what should be out there and what yeah. may be too personal? Oh, uh, uh, that's a, that's a, that was the the question I was asking the entire time. Um, you know, I, I think you can probably assume that I know a lot more than I decided was was correct to write on this kind of stuff. And I think the most important thing that the people I talked to um, would stress to me was the need for privacy and respect for Kobe's family, for Vanessa and the kids. And so anything related to them or what they were going through, nobody wanted to even discuss, tell me, um, or let alone have anybody be writing about. I think Molly Carter put a statement out for um, with Bill Plaschke at the LA Times yesterday, last night. Um, Molly Carter, um, who runs Kobe Inc. and has been his longtime business partner um, since he retired, and I think even before that, um, just basically said, like, there is there is no such thing as somebody who's, quote-unquote, close to the Bryant family who can speak on their behalf and what um, they've been going through. Um, I think there's been some reporting out there of like you know Vanessa's state of mind and how people heard and and you know thoughts about how the you know the previous flights and whether they fly together I, I think that kind of stuff is like really disrespectful right now and um they've asked for privacy I certainly am going to respect that because I think there's you know the public Kobe was a favorite son of Los Angeles of the Lakers um and uh you know, people want to know what happened to him, but I, I was talking to Michael Thompson about this. Um, he's in the stories, like, he kind of talked me through his own emotions as he was, 
you know, the three hours on the plane where he couldn't call anybody or talk to anybody. He just had to sit there and, um, and then he came home and watched the news and I, and I, looking for answers, what happened. And I, and I, you know, I kind of was like thinking about it. I was like, well, when we finally do get those answers, um, of what happened when the, you know, NTSB gives a report on what happened and what caused the crash, um, what's that going to matter? Right. And Michael goes, yeah, um, it's not going to bring them back. No, and it, none of the it, this is it's the you know it's the, it was the same with Tyler Skaggs when you hear certain like yeah. there's relevant information it's important information it's it's information that, that is needs to be known but you're right yeah. like you it all needs to be kept in context and, and it I, can it can wait I feel I mean, stuff like that can also I mean, wait I feel eventually come I feel out. awful for what's coming for the you know for the pilot's family when when. Yeah. If it hasn't happened now, like what will come when these reports come out? And you know, yeah. if it's pilot error, he made a mistake. And I'm like, oh my god! Like so, I just the, this doesn't stop. Um, and so you yeah. do hope that people are are respectful. Ramona, we will see you uh, later tonight, I'm sure, uh, in what's going to be a, a a difficult night, but hopefully an uplifting one in some ways as well. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Ramona. Um. All right, so we, we we still have some more all star stuff to get into. We're going to talk to Key. We got the Super Bowl. Uh, we we there are other things that we're we're definitely going to to talk about today. And I want to play a few more of these commercials just because they are really uh, really funny. Andy, we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. And Vivid Seats is a top source for tickets for all the live events you crave. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. And all you need to do is download the Vivid Seats app purchase tickets and start earning today head out to the biggest concerts games and hottest theater shows and more by entering the promo code espn25 at checkout to get 10 percent off your next order kamenetsky brother 710 espn um we were playing a few of these awesome kobe commercials and stuff before this is another great one uh from a couple years ago with michael b jordan uh that the kicker at the end is really what made me laugh but the whole thing's funny siri Open the NBA app. Here he is over Jackson. See that? How good is this kid? That's the guy you're playing in this movie. Cold-blooded assassin. Locked in the battle with Father Time. Zach, no, what? Like a hero <laughs> on the verge of a steep decline. It's perfect. There's no decline. It's all ascension. So what part of you hurts the most? I don't know. What does it matter to you? You're playing young Kobe. Oh, they didn't tell you. I'm playing you all the way through now. I mean, with makeup and prosthetics and stuff like that. Siri, play the curious case of Benjamin Button. I've seen this one. <laughs> Fast forward 20 minutes and 36 seconds. Genius. Oh. Now, that's the guy I'm playing in this movie. Get out of my trailer. What? Get out. Okay. You got it. It's not your plum. Nope, it's not. <laughs> That's not your plum might be my favorite kicker for any commercial ever. That's, he doesn't, what's great about it too, he doesn't look at him. He just, he sees like, he sees Michael B. Jordan grabbing a plum from Kobe's basket in his little trailer. Uh, doesn't look at him. It's not your plum. I he also write back down. It's, I, it's so Kobe. I love too the idea of Michael G, Michael B. Jordan playing Kobe all the way through Cradle to the Grave, but it requires prosthetics. Right. <laughs> just the whole thing, like the, the insult that Kobe has, like just like being this old guy. <laughs> it's very funny. But again, my, Kobe had trailer. a sense of humor yes, about, about himself. himself. And that, he did. And for all of the, you know, the stuff, I mean, look, Kobe was an intense guy and a complicated guy, and particularly early in his career. And He could know, be moody. That. If he was in a mood, you would know. But 
the guy had a sense of humor and he, he was really good at stuff Look, like this. We all remember the jaw jut, like, you know, the yeah. jaw jut that embodied all the on court intensity. Kobe could laugh about the jaw jut. Yes. And I remember, like, I don't remember how I ended up on this. It was for something different that I was writing for The Athletic like a couple months ago. But I found this, I think, ESPN segment where they went to a bunch of Kobe's teammates at the time and had them do the jaw jut. And, you know, none of them are going to be doing the jaw jut if they think it's really going to upset Kobe. Kobe had a sense of humor about that stuff. Yeah, it's, you know, so I mean, th- these are the kinds of things, you know, it's it's been a sad week. It's going to be a sad night tonight at Staples Center. But just going through this stuff, I'm like, these are the things about Kobe that I just, I, I, I always enjoy. Like, and, and they were underappreciated. Really, yeah, he had a really good sense of humor. Um, I... I am more and more convinced that the San Francisco 49ers are going to win this weekend. Um, is anybody willing to talk me out of that? Are you guys Chiefs people, Niners people? Um, I'm leaning towards KC. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be KC, but I think it's in part because I want the best version of the video game, and the best version of the video game likely includes KC winning. Maybe, but I, I San Francisco scores a lot. Like this is a team. This is not a bad offense. This is not a, you know the the Trent Dilfer. But that scoring is set up usually by a short field because of their defense getting someone defense out. and the yeah. run game. It, t- it takes a little longer because the running. Although when they're averaging 17 yards a carry, it actually doesn't I, take that long. I, mi- I missed earlier in the show. Raj did Kia uh, give his prediction was who was going to win up? Well, winning? it's funny you mentioned Key. Uh, he he, <laughs> he does have enough. He was you know he was listening. He's been listening to. He's a big fan of the Cam Brothers. He says, "Who isn't?" Um, but he Regis Philbin loves us. And he heard. I don't know how we got on this. Something about Hall of Fame. Oh, I was talking about the All Star Game snubs, and in the Hall of Fame snubs, and for some reason, you Andy Kamenetsky to the right decided to bring up Keyshawn's name and not being in the Hall of Fame. And of course, you prior to that, you teased him coming on next hour. And Keyshawn's message to me was. Tell him on air to get T.O. to come on because now I'm busy. <laughs> Is that a choice? And he also Is T.O. available? And he also said, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we tell can get- Cam I'm not coming on and I've never mistaken him for Bob Costas either. <laughs> <laughs> A, a that is one hundred percent true. <laughs> B, does does Key have a line on To because he's in the Hall of Fame, right? If we could get an actual <laughs> Hall of Famer, that'd be great. Now you guys have taken your chances from slim to none. <laughs> I mean, so my good whole luck point. With your Super Bowl no, guest he next brought hour. it up though. But my, by the way, my whole point in saying this with Key wasn't to diss Key. Somebody had said that they let anybody into the Hall of Fame, and I said no. Key's not in the Hall of Fame. Key was really good. When he retired, his numbers you could put up there were top ten. Like you know, throughout he was really, the, really the good. That's game my point. And pace of play, kind of you know. And by the way, Key should know too because I've done this in this studio with him on air. The idea that he's not in whatever that Pac-12 you know Hall of now Fame that's is, really stupid. That, that's outrageous. It's and the I've made USC that one. I believe it's USC. It's either yeah. USC Pac-12, whatever is. It's uh, outrageous. Someone's and hitting I've, me up for money. Hang on. Keyshawn I have Johnson's lobbied on Key's the, behalf for this. Keyshawn Johnson's not in the USC Hall it's of Fame. One of the, it's either Pac-12 or USC. How is Where, that possible? It's ridiculous, whichever one it is. I mean, just because I think he should be in the regular actual football Hall I of Fame and you say, don't. I didn't say he shouldn't. I mean, that's not to say if T.O.'s available, I wouldn't take him because, you know. Right. Guys, I mean, obviously. Guy actually does have the jacket. If you got to make a choice, you make the choice between the it's one with. a higher with, profile guest. Right. I mean, you know. Yes. We're here for the ratings, Andy. Obviously. I mean, I mean, I guess they go to Sedano, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like we get credit. All the good work that well, we I mean, do on any given day, we don't get credit for any of it. No, but I mean, ultimately, I mean, especially after, you know, the last 
launching of the Sedano show was so haphazard and all over the place. Like, George's going to need a lift, and if we can well, help with that, we're going to give it to him. This is, of course, uh, next week, Monday, uh, 10 to noon, is the uh, 17th relaunch of the George Sedano <laughs> we show got, here at ESPN. We got, I don't remember who it was, but somebody <laughs> on Twitter, it was great, because I, I retweeted George's announcement that starting Monday, 10 a.m., Sedano show, which is great, somebody tweeted at me, who's hosting that day? <laughs> but we oh, know, buddy. like, he is the, he's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a more modern reference than Jose Okendo. But, like, George is filled, like, what time slot hasn't George been on at this point around here? Uh, he's covered the, uh, the he started He started in the much. morning, right? Yeah, he's going for, uh, apparently I heard, look out Freddie Coleman. Uh, right, when's he doing amazing. overnights? Yeah, George is looking to hit for the cycle when it comes to radio slots. Like, he's trying, just trying to get across all of them. I, I am impressed with that. Um, and in such a short period of time, too. Yeah. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. Sedano starting, uh, next week. I just, I, I just, I, I understand what you're saying about the video game aspect of it. We'll get back into the Super Bowl here in, in a minute, but I, just, I, San Francisco can score, man. I feel like you can get points and still, I think San Francisco is still going to win. If they're up, they can control the clock. I don't see uh, Kansas City being able to stop them on the ground. It's not a good run defense. They're terrible against the run. Um, they, they, did they not? Uh, maybe I'm remembering who played who. Didn't they stop uh, Derrick Henry? A little bit. But it's no, a, not a little not bit. A, they, they but, not a, as, but not as diverse an offense. But they did a good job, though. They did yeah. a good job. With, I mean, San Fran's yeah. offense isn't that diverse. It's pretty good. Um, all right. Uh, we'll get back into this all-star stuff. More Super Bowl coming up in the next hour. Kamenetsky Brothers, 710 ESPN.